It is official, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is now a national champion, and now it's time for Dean Spanos to write the blank check and do whatever it takes to bring him in. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Maybe we should be the Lockdown Jim Harbaugh. Thank you, everyone, for making you, us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Well, Daniel, the story for Jim Harbaugh at the college level has now been completed. He is a national championship coach, and hopefully that next story he wants to accomplish or finish is at the NFL level, and hopefully it's with the Chargers. But the Chargers have also uh, seeked out several other head coaches that they wanted to interview, and unfortunately we also got the news that it is 99% likely that Corey Lindsley will retire. And there's a ton of ramifications for the Corey Lindsley retirement, but first and foremost, just hoping that he has the best of luck in his next career, him and his family, truly all class from them. But I do have to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use the code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Jim Harbaugh national champion and it was weird david watching that game because it almost felt like you know i was a michigan fan which i've never <laughs> been you know just it definitely felt that way you, you wanted to see this story come full circle you wanted to see him be able to go and ride off into the sunset if that's what he wants to do and, and find a way to win the big game on the biggest stage and he did it and now that he did it I, and now the pressure's on the chargers now yeah. the chargers have to find a way to bring him in he is obviously the most qualified candidate that's going to be available to them. He checks all of the boxes that you're looking for as far as cultural change, bringing stability, bringing an identity to this team. And to me, it's like, okay, Dean, John, you know, the entire Spanos family, I don't care what it costs. Sign the blank check, send it to them, and do whatever it takes. That's where I'm at right now. Anything it takes, find a way to get Jim Harbaugh. You tired of your organization, your franchise being an afterthought in the Los Angeles market? tired of all of the other teams getting more uh you know camera space and airtime than you tired of being called the cheap owners well this is your opportunity right here to go wave this magic wand of bringing in jim harbaugh and washing all of that negativity away because this is what you need to do the chargers right now are in a state of flux although they have some attractive things that could make you know Jim Harbaugh a very, very attractive place for him to work with the Chargers, a lot of different assets to be able to be utilized. Now it's up to the Chargers and it's up to the ownership to go out there and do what everyone else out there says and knows that you should do, and that is bring in Jim Harbaugh to be the next coach of the Chargers. Yeah, and I think for the Chargers, especially if you're trying to get away from that cheap narrative and get away from the narrative that the ownership isn't spelling, is willing to spend what it's going to take to be a big-time franchise, you have a perfect way to do it right now, right? And and I think 
He's not the only good candidate that's available, and we'll talk no. about some of them in the next segment. But at this point, it feels like any other candidate would just be such a major disappointment, right? And it feels like Jim Harbaugh is the only name that's going to suffice Chargers fans because Chargers fans are all in on Jim Harbaugh. That, you know, winning the national championship is only going to bring that frenzy to an all-time high. And I get it. I'm right there because I think if you think about what he brings and all the boxes that he checks, right, like a strong emphasis on physicality, a focus in the trenches, a very balanced team that just – manhandled Alabama and yeah. Washington in consecutive weeks. And then I think you look at the connections, David. I mean, he could have a chance to bring in their defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, who just did an outstanding job coming up with a defensive game plan to go up against two powerhouses like Alabama and one of the best offenses in the country in Washington and totally yeah. stymied them, right? Like yeah. Michael Penix was looking to put his stamp on a first-round grade for himself, and he looked like a totally different quarterback in the national championship game on Monday. And I think you look at the trenches, right? We all know how important the offensive line is. Then you look at Jim Harbaugh, two of the last three years, his offensive line has won the Joe Moore Award, which is the award given to the team with the best offensive line in the country, right? And I think the other part of that too, David, that comes with that physicality is the running game and fixing the Chargers running game, which was on full display against Washington on Monday night. The physicality is one thing that has escaped the Chargers for a very long time. It's been a long time since we've had a bunch of nasty dudes that have just went out there and ran through defensive lines. Uh, it's been a long time. So for you know a coach to have the pedigree to be able to put together an offensive line that has that nastiness, that has that physicality, that has that mean streak that you really need and that running game that the Chargers have so desperately been missing out on, it is of paramount importance that that gets addressed in this offseason. The, the running game, the lack of running game, I think it showed itself in this national championship game how important it is and how much it puts you ahead of the sticks. It allows you to control the tempo of the game. It allows you to set up play action. It makes everything that much more effective, and it makes it so your quarterback doesn't have to go out there and play hero ball all the time. Way too often do we see Justin Herbert have to put the whole team on his back because he had no semblance of a running game whatsoever. Jim Harbaugh and his offense and his team showed today as we're you know recording this that they have the physicality that they have the running game and that they have the identity that the chargers desperately need to bring in yeah they have an identity and they play to their strengths right they play to the strengths of their team over 300 rushing yards and four touchdowns in this game over 200 in the first half and i think what's important though too is like yeah i mean i like the throwback i like the smash mouth football and i think yeah. what you saw at the end of the game is that the wolverines had a chance to charger that game away right but yeah. the work that they had put in in the first half and the fact that they just continually grinded down that Washington defensive front really yeah. paid off in the fourth quarter when it mattered. And they were able to come away with the wind and really just, you know, out physical them where those, you know, three, four yard runs started breaking towards the yeah. end of the game after Washington had kind of figured it out a little bit. So I think you want that. But you also want to have hope, too, that he can actually play to the strengths and not just have a good running game, but bring right. in the right offensive staff to be able to fully use Justin Herbert, too. Like, I don't necessarily want a team that's going to run it 40 times a game, but you want to be a complimentary team. You want to be a yeah. well-balanced team, and we saw that Jim Harbaugh could put that together. And I think now it just comes down to buckle up because these next couple of weeks are going to be wild. I mean, uh, wild. The, the Chargers can't hire him right away. We'll talk about the specifics of when he can be hired. But over these next couple of weeks, you're going to hear a lot. There's already been a ton of smoke out there. You're going to hear interest from other teams. You're going to see him go interview 
with other teams more than likely. And I think also you have Michigan still out there. I know a lot of people saw the Sports Center clip where he said Jim Harbaugh told his team that they're going to push spring ball back a month because, you know, they deserve some extra time to kind of have that time off. And it makes it seem like, okay, well, he's already thinking about what he's doing next with Michigan. At the same time, David, what is he supposed to say? But I think the main point here is just like buckle up because it's going to be a long couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, as much as we all want the Chargers to go out there and hire Jim Harbaugh right away and make him the head coach. tomorrow would be good. That's that's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So, yes, definitely buckle up. Get ready. There's going to be a ton of reports out there. There's going to be a lot of comments. There's going to be a lot of people saying a lot of different things. But we are not close to the end of this coaching search quite yet. There's still a lot of time between now and then. We all feel like Jim Harbaugh should be the guy. We hope that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the guy. But there's a lot of time between now and when hopefully Jim Harbaugh signs on the dotted line and wears that lightning bolt on his cap. One more time, right? Because he's already done One that more time. Bring him back home. And it'll be interesting to see what other kind of job openings, what other kind of teams can get into the race, right? Chicago is right. a big team linked to him, right? They still have their head coach. Yep. You have Washington. the Raiders. Raiders still have Antonio Beers at this point, right? Yep. Washington, Washington did already fire Ron Rivera. But you have other teams like the Titans and the Patriots who haven't technically fired their coaches yet. So yeah. things are going to get crazy. But just because they don't sign him right away, don't freak out. They have to yeah. wait a little while. And we're going to get into exactly when the Chargers can hire their new head coach, Jim Harbaugh, and the other feelers that they put out there and other formal requests of guys who they want to interview so far and why they would want to interview all of those people coming up right after this. First, I do need to tell you guys that the NFL regular season has wrapped up. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. All you have to do, have $5, put that $5 on something, and you win. Even if you lose, you win. $150 in free bets, and the app is super easy to use. And there's so many different ways to like it because you can go with the live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new explore tab and you can make a parlay in the parlay hub, which puts the best, most popular parlays in front of you and lets you look through those. And also for the January 13th NFL playoff game, they're still going to have a lot of promotions throughout the playoffs. They have a no sweat same game parlay to use on any of those January 13th NFL playoff games. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup because literally you can't lose. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. One of the things that we've already seen a ton of since the Chargers season ended, right? Black Monday, we saw some head coach firings. I mean, the Falcons could not wait to get rid of Arthur Smith. And we've seen some other moves made as well. But what you have seen is all these teams, like the commanders who fired Ron Rivera, start to send out those formal interview requests, right? So before we get into who the Chargers actually decided to, you know, ask for an interview with, let's talk about what has to happen. Because like I said, you have to buckle up over the next couple of weeks. The things are going to take a little bit to get going because, David, the Chargers can't actually hire anyone until January 21st. So, like, they are putting these formal requests out there. Chargers fans are going to get in their feelings about, okay, why are we interviewing these people, right? But there's a lot of other reasons to interview people besides actually needing them to be your head coach, potentially. And there's rules set in place to basically say that it's going to be a couple of weeks before the Chargers can actually make that official move. Yeah, the NFL basically uh, told everybody that you're going to have to pump your brakes a little bit this year because they cannot 
Uh, you're not allowed to interview any coaches that are on a, a, any teams right now until after the divisional round, which is January 21st. In person. In person. So, yeah, you know, to be able to talk to any of the guys that the Chargers requested, they have to wait until the 21st by NFL rules. So the, the very earliest that anybody is going to get hired by the Chargers is probably the 22nd or 23rd of January. So still a lot of time between now and when the next head coach of the Chargers is going to be announced. Yeah, and so that's why I'm saying don't freak out when it doesn't happen right, right away because it literally can't. The Chargers, since Jim Harbaugh does not work for an NFL team, can interview him right away, right? Yes. They could, you could see him interviewed in the next couple of days. We know their camps have already met together before. Yeah. But for the Chargers to actually go by the Rooney rule and do things the way they have to do it, they have to be able to interview at least multiple minority head coach candidates in person. They can't. Yes interview anyone in person till January 21st. So they can't actually complete the Rooney rule until then, right? And I think a big part right. of this is just a lot of really, really good coordinators and things like that that are on playoff teams making a deep run don't usually get a chance because their teams make it so far and teams right. are very, very impatient to try to go hire their next guy, right? So this yes, is they are. trying to help those coaches out so the Chargers can do with teams who were already out of the playoffs can interview online right through a Zoom call or something like that. They can interview some of those guys in a couple of days. So you'll start to see that potentially. But nothing official can happen until after January 21st. And even then, you're going to have to see some in-person interviews before any actual move happens. But doesn't mean you should be any less excited about Jim Harbaugh right now. It just has to going to be a wait a little bit. But yeah. These are the coaches they've requested to interview so far. We heard they were going to cast a wide net, and they have, right? Per Tom Pelissero, they've requested to interview Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, and Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. You also have Jacina Anderson out here saying that they're going to interview 49ers defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes and the Ravens OC or DC Mike McDonald is also going to or no it's actually Todd Munkin Jeremy Fowler yeah. said that Todd Munkin the Ravens OC I'm surprised they didn't see Mike McDonald and see he's one of the hottest names in the cycle and Jordan Schultz said that Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is also going to get an interview with the Chargers so Dave that is casting a wide net a lot of defensive guys on that list for sure but also a couple of guys who have head coaching experience because like we've talked about hey Jim Harbaugh could go back to Michigan. You have to do your due diligence, and we're seeing kind of where that search is going so far. Yeah, you can't have your heart set completely on one guy just because there's still a lot of unknowns out there. Even though so, we all are. Yeah, yeah, we all are for sure. But, I mean, yeah, hey, obviously Dan Quinn has some experience as a head coach. He was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons for six seasons, and then Steve Wilkes had a couple of different opportunities. Went 3-13 and 13 in 2018 with the Cardinals, and he was 6-6 six and six as the Panthers' interim head coach in 2022. All the other guys are hot coordinators, uh, you know, guys that, you know, for various different reasons are, you know, all on, you know, really, really good football teams uh, getting getting this interview opportunity. And, and it's really not, a, 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 you know, any real reason why you shouldn't other than uh, maybe the Raiders Patrick Graham. I, I don't like <laughs> interviewing any Raiders uh, coaches. I don't, no, sure. I'm just kidding. But obviously, hey, Ben Johnson on, on the Lions 12 and five football team, along with Aaron Glenn and then Todd Munkin on one of the best Ravens teams that we've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, all these guys are very, very qualified and they should absolutely be getting head coach interviews. And there's a couple of names that we don't see on there that I expect to see on there, right? Yeah. Like I said, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, is one of the hottest names in this cycle. No doubt. You also have, you know, 
other guys like Bobby Slovig, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, who's done an incredible job with, you know, their rookie quarterback over there, breaking some of Justin Herbert's records. CJ Stroud has been incredible so far he this year. And, you know, and we're going, you know, Bill Belichick, another name. You right. haven't heard linked to the Chargers yet, but I'd be surprised, well, mostly probably because he's still the Patriots head coach. But As I would be now, surprised yeah. if that, you know, doesn't materialize into any kind of things down the road. But I think this is the other part of interviewing all of these people is getting insight, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, you have the Patrick Graham from the Raiders, right? Say what you will, has turned a pretty untalented defense into one of the best defenses in the league this year. Yeah. You have the 49ers defense coordinator, Steve Wilkes, who did an incredible job with the Carolina Panthers last year, obviously much better than they were this year. And has also done really well with that 49ers defense. And you have, you know, Dan Quinn, who's done really, really good things with that Cowboys defense. So gathering all that information, there's nothing bad about that. You should be nah. trying to gather as much intel and information as you can, especially for teams that are on your schedule next year, right? Like Todd Munkin, the Chargers play the Ravens next year. So oh, yeah. figuring out how he kind of has turned that on its head in one season, kind of revolutionized that Ravens offense in one year. That's pretty important intel to get. And I thought it was also interesting the Chargers had some players do some interviews today, which is where we found out about Corey Lindsley. But we also got to hear about Justin Herbert and what his input is going to be in the Chargers head coaching search. And he said this, I know that they're working on that and I know we have complete faith and trust in the front office to do their job and they've done a great job so far. Hopefully I'm able to talk with them and offer whatever advice I have. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think Justin Herbert is going to have a very strong opinion on who the Chargers should hire. Oh, yeah. What do I want to happen? Justin Herbert banging on the door of John Spanos and saying, bring in John Harbaugh, I request a trade. Jim Harbaugh, yes. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. Either John, one. Yeah. If you want to hey. trade for John Harbaugh, I'll take John Harbaugh. <laughs> I'll take Jim Harbaugh. I'll take Jack Harbaugh. Give me a Harbaugh and I'll be good. That's exactly right. I, I want a Harbaugh coach coaching the Chargers without a doubt. <laughs> but we'll see what happens in, in that search, man. I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, and just as far as, you know, Justin Herbert's input in that, like, he said, having been in the league for four years, I hope that I'm getting better with understanding and seeing things the way they are. And I think we've kind of seen him open up to that kind of, you know, leadership role and giving more input and not being, you know, being less afraid, I would say, to kind of point guys in the right direction when they're wrong, right? We saw the famous Will Clapp spike, right? Oh, After yeah. Will Clapp didn't spike the ball, he slammed the ball and started yelling at people. And I think the other big thing is, I mean, I think him and Jim Harbaugh have a lot in common. I think both of those dudes just breathe football and everything else is kind of secondary i think I both of those guys competitive spirit is you know neck and neck because i think justin herbert all he cares about is football maybe fishing yeah. you know president of the sheldon high school fishing club but it's <laughs> fishing and football and that's it and i think that's something him and harbaugh will have in common he should have some input right this they is should his, listen his, to him i, this I mean is they, his career he, he's earned that though i think you know throughout the first few years in his career you know what justin herbert has done and the fact that the chargers are married to justin herbert for the next five seasons he should have input on who is the next head coach yeah and, and the thing is is like he's not doing the in-depth research on these coaches right like he no. knows these coaches from afar sure. so there's only it's going to be limited but my bigger kind of interest here as far as what's going to happen next is what will this next coach demand of justin herbert right yeah will this next head coach put justin herbert in more of a leadership role where he kind of puts him in the space where it's like hey i know you're not a super vocal guy i know you're not the rah-rah guy but it is incumbent upon you to bring this team together so whether it's you know organizing functions like we've seen khalil mack do in the past or whatever that looks like I'm kind of hoping that next head coach puts a little bit on uh, more on his plate in that regard, yeah. because I think there's something more that he can do. 
think he's opened up a little bit more. And I think that is kind of an untapped part and maybe something that has held this team back in a small way, right? It is the fine details of things. But we did hear about a divide when Brandon Staley left between the offense and the defense. And I think that you saw when Jerry Tillery unfairly hit Justin Herbert out of bounds how much this team cares for him. This team will rally around him if he wants it to happen. And we just have to see him, I think, want that. And we'll see kind of what that new coach expects from him in that regard. But we do have more to get into because, unfortunately, we've got some very sad news on Monday, which is that center Corey Lindsley, the all-pro is 99% likely to retire. So we're going to get into that and also the ramifications and the fallout of that coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. With Prize Picks, all you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. The more entries you hit on, the more you win. And if you hit up onto six of them on the same entry, you can win up to 25 times your money. PrizePix also, also offers great weekly promotions like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And you always get quick withdrawals with easy gameplay and enormous selection of players and stat types, which is what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. And just because the Chargers are done doesn't mean that you guys can't hit up your prize pick selections and your entries on the playoffs because they have so many great promotions going on. And it's not even just that. You can get, you know, use entries on NFL and NBA players at the same time, right? You know, will Lamar Jackson throw for more than or less than this many yards combined with LeBron James scoring more than or less than this many points, right? There's so many great things at prize picks. So go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LockdownNFL for a deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks. Dot com promo code locked on NFL for that deposit match up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, David, we have more to get into. I wish we had better news to talk about. And it feels like this is getting buried in the end of the show, which isn't what Corey Lindsley deserves because Corey Lindsley has been awesome, but maybe putting off some sad news as much as we can to talk about a little bit happier news with Jim Harbaugh, but it doesn't make what we're about to talk about any less important, but I do want to tell everyone to make sure you're checking out the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube lockdown sports today is here for you 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts, the way that only locked on can. So go to lockdown sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. David Chargers center Corey Lindsley missed 14 games this season, never came back after a week three win against the Vikings. And we found out through his own words, that he has a 99% chance of retiring after this season. He is going to get checked again in six months because of the heart condition that we know put him on the NFI list, and we don't know too much exactly into what the exact condition is. But basically what he told them is, what he told the media was, doctors have basically recommended that he not play football, and right now he's basically thinking of his future and his family, but still doesn't hurt any less, David, because Corey Lindsley is just that good of a player. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I was surprised at the news, but I mean, kind of expected this a little bit. It's still uh, incredibly sad that he doesn't yeah. get to end his career on his terms because yeah. by by all accounts, I mean, he was still playing a, at an all-pro level. I mean, Corey Lindsley did not allow a single sack the entire time he wore a Chargers jersey, which is absolutely insane. I yeah. mean, the, the dude was a, a model on the field, uh, a model citizen off the field. He has a great family, a great support system. Uh, and it's just a, a really it's a shame that he doesn't go, get to go out uh, on his own accord. But 10 seasons in the NFL and 
truly one of the best centers in the NFL while he was playing center, a true force multiplier, a guy who was a very cerebral player, a very intelligent football player, was able to uh, uh, read defenses, analyze them, set protections accordingly, and go out there and dominate as a run blocker and as a pass protector. Corey Lindsley was a special, special player, and we have to appreciate everything that he brought to the table, even if it was just for a short period of time with the Chargers. He was awesome. He was a great signing when it happened. He immediately brought the effect that you were hoping he would bring. Not only he did. did he solidify the center position, which was really wonky for a few years with Dan Feeney and the other, you know, 10 guys that tried to play at that position, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. he really cemented that spot on the offensive line, and I think we knew it with him. We knew it with Nick Hardwick. We've seen how important that position is, oh, yeah. especially not only just for him, but being able to relay things to the guards that are next to him, to the tackles, to the quarterback, and how much he helped Justin Herbert as far as finding protections and finding out who's blitzing and setting things up. And we saw how much they struggled without him, right? But such a good dude, right? Like, it just yeah. such a good player, a, a truly generational, like one of the best centers of his generation. And no like doubt. one of my first interactions that I had with him and his wife was actually on Twitter where I saw his kid running around the field with him after one of the training camp practices and that's always such a fun thing seeing you know the guys interact with their kids out there but i tweeted out hey this is Corey lindsley running around with his daughter you know look how fun look how much fun they're having and then i got his wife responding to me on twitter saying like it's a boy his son right i was like oh no just totally stuck my you know foot in my mouth kind of thing and i was so apologetic and she was so cool and that ended up leading to you know a very good relationship i had with her and just how nice his family was and i've told them incredible yeah if you you know if there's anything we can ever promote if there's anything awareness you're trying to have us you know spread let me know and we'll let you guys know if that happens but oh yeah unfortunately this comes with major ramifications on the football field because as good of a player as good as a man as he is this is very detrimental to the Chargers in their future because now you have a gigantic hole in the middle of your offensive line. The answer at center is not on the roster. And even though the Chargers will save $8.9 million in 2024 if he retires or if they release him, there's almost no way you can replace his productivity with that money, right? Which basically no. makes it seem like, okay, well, center is going to be very high up on the board of things we're going to have to see the Chargers draft next year. Absolutely. I mean, you you saw how important it is to have a high quality center. This is not a position that you can go out there and address with any type of player. This needs to be a dominant player. This needs to be one of the best centers at his position in college football. If that's the route, then that's the route. But you need to go out there and get somebody who is truly one of the best He's a smart football player a durable football player and a guy that can make everyone around him better it's crucially important that the middle of your offensive line is very strong the center position is obviously at the apex of that so the chargers need to make sure that they get it right because when they do get it right you can see production like Corey lindsey was able to provide and you can see how much of an effect that had on everyone else and i think now that you don't have someone like him in the middle that anchor that super high football IQ guy, the guy that's going to be able to make all those checks and things like that and potentially bringing in a rookie next year or whatever the case may be, I think it puts that much more stress, David, on one of the most important coaching hires that they have. And I'm not talking about Jim Harbaugh, right? Because I think besides the head coach, general manager, and probably the offensive coordinator position is probably up there. I think the offensive line coach is the most important role the Chargers have to fill because you have what you have. For those guys returning, you need to find someone who can maximize the talent that you have. And I still do think there's some talent on that line. 
I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I still am bullish on the guards. I still like Jamari Sawyer. I still like Zion Johnson. Obviously, I love Rashawn Slater. He's one of the best left tackles in the NFL. I think there's a lot to work with there. But there's still a lot of growth that needs to happen as well. I mean, with, with all of the expectations going into this season, we thought this offensive line was going to be a lot better than it was. And they just were not physical enough. And they did not open up a, a, enough holes. And their protection broke down a lot in the critical moments. All that stuff yeah. has to get fixed. It has to get solved. It's one of the most important hires that this next organization is going to have on their hands. And that's another one they have to get right. Absolutely. I mean, Justin Herbert needs the protection. The last thing you want to see is a career that looks like Andrew Lux, right? Or any of these other yeah, guys who got Protect the investment that you already invested in in Justin Herbert. And we saw them trying to do that, right? Back-to-back first-round picks on offensive linemen. They've used way more picks on offensive line in general over the last few years and then made the signings like Corey Lindsley, making him the highest-paid center, finding a way even in a strapped cap season to bring back Trey Pipkins because they needed a right tackle, which hasn't gone according to plan, right? Like, do I think Trey Pipkins can be better? Absolutely. Do I think Zion and Jamari Sawyer can be better? Absolutely. But I think you need a better coach because the vision that they were getting this year obviously wasn't working. The coaching they were getting did not get the most out of that line, at least in my opinion. And who you hire for that role is going to be huge, which is what makes someone like Jim Harbaugh, who had, you know, the best offensive line in college football in 2021 and 2022 and the connections that he brings there to try to get it fixed. Because we know how important it is. The Chargers have been missing Frank Smith like absolute crazy, right? Like they he was so good and we didn't appreciate him until long after he was gone. <sighs> But you need that kind of influence there. He maximized a much less talented offensive line in 2021 than this had this year. Like the Chargers oh, yeah. did way less with more this year than Frank Smith did with less in 2021. So getting that right is crucially important. Finding the right guy that can build that staff and also having the ability to be able to spend whatever it takes to do it is going to be super important. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Still so much to talk about, like, you know, buy or sell. We didn't get to do it on a Tuesday. We'll do it tomorrow, including... Keenan Allen's future with the team, which he spoke on. Mike Williams talking about his path to recovery. Austin Eckler's comments and kind of backtracking a little bit about his future with the team. Still so much more to get into in whatever news comes out in this head coaching and general manager search as we get into this offseason because it is your your team every day. So to make sure you guys don't miss tomorrow's show, go subscribe on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from as well as following us on social media because we post the show to all of it every day. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find us on Instagram at LockdownChargers and on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. But that's going to do it for today's show. Make sure you're back here talking about Keenan Allen's future and everything else on Chargers by yourself. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.